Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, everybody. Another edition of the Sportster Show brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons. Before we get going here, just a quick reminder, if you are interested in getting into the sports revenue game, if you're a sports fan, including professional wrestling, which is what we talk about every time we do one of these episodes on the Sportster Show, I want to invite you to a free webinar that is happening this Monday night, November 21st. There are two sessions, 5.30 p.m. Central and 7 p.m. Central. You can come and join me for absolutely no cost, but a little bit of your time, about a half an hour's worth of your time. I'm going to be teaching six techniques to get into, launch, and then scale a writing career. So if you're interested in what we do at the Sportster here and you like reading the articles and you're kind of thinking to yourself, man, I'd love to do it. Or if you're a current writer right now and you're thinking, man, it would be great if I could boost my traffic, get more readers, uh, scale my what I do and make more money then this webinar is going to be for you. Again, that's going to be November 21st, Monday at 5.30 p.m. Central or 7 p.m. Central. If you're a WWE fan, then you might want to do the first one so you don't miss any Raw. Uh, But you can definitely join me. Go to sportssidehustle.com and uh, check it out because I will make sure that there is a link to the webinar in that page, on that page. You can register for it absolutely free. Uh, So enjoy this show. This one's going to be all about full gear for AEW and the build up the card we're going to go through all of the matches there are 11 of them talk about that uh, which is coming up this Saturday as well as take an early look at Survivor Series War Games and the card that is built so far so Norman's going to be joining me here in a minute we're going to be talking all about the two major pay-per-views for AEW and WWE hope that you enjoy the show don't forget download subscribe share with your friends uh, check it out Apple Podcasts give us a five-star review always helpful Enjoy, everybody. This has been another edition, or will be another edition, of the Sports Show, brought to you by thesports.com. A 
Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sports Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons, as always, with Norman Quarantin. Norman, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm good. Good. Uh, we're going to be talking a little AEW today. We just finished watching AEW Dynamite. It is now Thursday as we record this, so we're uh, less than 24 hours removed from the go-home show to their big pay-per-view, Full Gear. And most of the episode on Wednesday was dedicated to Full Gear and kind of getting that all set up. So we have the card. We know what it's going to look like on the pay-per-view on Saturday, which, by the way, a number of wrestlers on Dynamite couldn't remember if the pay-per-view was on a Saturday or a Sunday. They kept screwing that up. I think two or three different people were like said the wrong thing. But it is on Saturday. Uh, so we have the full card. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, do you want to start with the main event stuff or do you want to start with the undercard and work our way up? Yeah, let's go from the undercard and work our way up. Um, you know, we got a pretty interesting um, dis- decision uh, for the pre-show, um, the pre-show match. I don't know if you if you heard about that, but yeah, if you want to start, you want to start with the the Brian Cage versus uh, either Lance Archer or Ricky Starks deal. Okay, no, tell me about that one because I don't have that on my list here. I've got uh, all the other matches, but I don't have the pre-show one. I don't think so. What's that one all about, Brian Cage and who? He- yeah, so basically it's the AEW World Championship Eliminator, tour- Eliminator Tournament, right? And so in the on on um on Dynamite, Ethan Page defeated Bandido and he qualified for the final. Now the final of the tournament is taking place on Dynamite on December on on November twenty third. Um. So yeah. Uh, so on, I, I guess Ricky Starks um is. So Ricky Starks and Lance Archer still have their quarterfinal match. So basically we have a situation where Ethan Page has qualified for the final of the tournament while Lance Archer and Ricky Starks still haven't had their first match of the tournament. So there's still ostensibly a first round match to take place while, while, uh, while half of the final has been, has been decided. Uh, Ricky Starks was apparently injured and wasn't able to compete uh, when he, when he was supposed to, so I guess the that I th- I believe that match uh, is now taking place on yeah that match so the Lance Archer Ricky Starks match is taking place on Rampage uh, on Friday um, the Friday before uh, yeah. Full Gear so then the winner of that match will face Brian Cage in the in a semi-final tournament match it's all very complicated i'm making it more complicated than well, it i was just gonna is. say the way that it's coming out it sounds crazy so if i'm gathering this right so there's a match on rampage then there's going to be a match on the undercard and then is the final happening later in the pay-per-view or it's happening no, on dynamite is, no, after this, the pay-per-view no and this is the this is this is the weird thing the 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 final is happening on the dynamite after the pay-per-view okay. so i think there i think you know uh, why would uh, for me the final should probably be it would be good to have the final let's assume it's ricky starks versus ethan page um which i i i assume that's 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 what they're going for though i could be wrong uh that should be i feel like that should be on the on the pay-per-view but i guess the pay-per-view is pretty pretty crowded so they have shifted that to the the dynamite after full gear so yeah yeah well i mean there's from my list that i can see here there are 10 matches already on this pay-per-view so uh, if you add the undercard match with with the brian cage thing that's 11 um, right that's and i'm looking and i'm looking at that and i i'm looking at the card and i and i i can't really see what you would bump for the for this for the tournament final you know so i guess yeah. i guess i get it I, I you know i think it would maybe yeah i don't know and then i guess you don't want the tournament final on the pre show but yeah a tournament semi final we have a, to- a tournament semi final on the pre show and we still don't know who 
who's going to win it just just yet. Well, and when you look at the card too, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the ten matches listed that are not on the intercard have title implications. Right, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, no, whatever, but. That is so many titles. There's just too much going on there. So, yes, I get it. Like, how do you bump a title match? Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing you could really bump, I guess, is like Jeff Jarrett's match with Jay Lethal and stuff. We'll talk about that when we get started here. But like that has Darby Allen and Sting in it. So there's still some draw to that mm-hmm. one. Like, mm-hmm. I don't you're right. I don't know why you would do that. And you have so many titles. Then if the, if you bump one, you're immediately saying, oh, the list title doesn't really matter. So yeah, yeah, it's, you just can't really do it. Uh, yeah, it is confusing. There's too much going on sometimes um, and too many belts that are starting to mean nothing in yeah. tournaments and finals and things like that, that you're just like, what's the point of all right. of this? And I do agree. There's too many belts. I do think for the most part, they've done a pretty good job of, of um, protecting, the, protecting the belts. But yeah, if there's too many, then, then, you know, some of, they sort of get watered down a little bit. Um yeah so yeah I, to- I totally totally agree and yeah, yeah i don't know that we needed a tournament i don't know i on i when when it was announced i was a little i kind of rolled my eyes a little bit i don't know that we needed a tournament at this point in time i just feel like there's a lot going on already and maybe a tournament wasn't wasn't necessary i have a feeling sometimes they do these tournaments tony kind of put this stuff together to simply use the people on the roster yeah right? which like, i guess is you know a good a reason as any but yeah it just kind of complicates uh booking a little bit you know yeah for sure all right so let's talk a little bit about the Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen and Sting match. I, for one, um, I get why you have Jeff Jarrett on staff. He's going to be your kind of live event guy that's going to be working with AEW moving forward here. So that's probably a good hire in that respect. Mm-hmm. Not totally sure why you're putting him on screen as an on-air talent. I don't know that you need him. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting together. We've talked about this many times in the past. And I think you were the one to space specifically that he needs to move on. Darby Allen does not need to be with Sting anymore. He's yeah. Do single thing. So that's going to continue here. I don't know the mm-hmm. point of this match, but um, that's one of the early ones here. Uh, prediction? Um, I mean, I guess we're going to, I don't know. I guess we're going to get the, because uh, it, it's kind of a, you know, a sort of uh, a Legends a legends match there. I guess um, I guess they're, they're probably going to go for the babyface pop here. Um, so yeah, I'm predicting a Sting and Derby victory. And then, yeah, you're right. I did, I just to, to sort of uh, carry on with what you said just then, I did write a feature for the Sportster well over a year ago now saying that uh, the Derby and Sting relationship has kind of outstayed its welcome as far as I'm concerned. I don't think Derby needs Sting anymore. I don't even think Sting needs Derby anymore. I think there are other other things he can be doing. Um, but, you know, people are enjoying it, I guess. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, hopefully hopefully they they figure out something else to do with with uh with Derby eventually yeah they're just they're really pushing uh the boundary of how long we're going to be patient with these two i mean uh, on dynamite they had him in coming out of a bag hopping in the car with sting was kind of like a fear and loathing in las vegas sort of meets thelma louise vibe right Mm -hmm. like that it didn't really make what are they doing now like there's just not really a point to their relationship anymore and i don't even know i think you might be right it's been so long that if you have one turn on the other it's going to mean a whole lot less than it would have you know six months to a year ago when that was fresh and it could have made, made something I'm going to go with uh Darby Allen Sting getting the win here. I think Jay lethal will take the pin. I don't think you want to have Jeff Jarrett uh, eat the pin immediately in his first match. in well, and, and, and it's Jeff Jarrett. He's not going to eat the pin. Is he? Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. He'll book himself. <laughs> yeah, out of exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wardlow versus Samoa Joe versus powerhouse Hobbs. 
Uh, again, another situation where I'm kind of like, man, there's a lot of turns that don't seem to be necessarily properly built. Um, you know, Ward Joe, which I think may be the worst tag team name in the last five years uh, in wrestling is no longer. Samojo is pretty mad that Wardlow kind of said, look, I'm going after everything, uh, mm-hmm. which Samojo to personally is didn't mean my title. So, but have Powerhouse Hobbs is in here because he's had a previous beef with Wardlow. So now you got a triple threat match for the AEW TNT Championship. Mm. I don't know how Wardlow doesn't win this. If he doesn't mm-hmm. win this, to me, it seems like AEW is dropping the ball, which I think they kind of already have. Uh, Wardlow is a star, or Wardlow is a big deal. He could have been, and I think they missed their opportunity with him when he was having that big stuff with MJF, and he was really hot. Like Wardlow was a big deal. He was like on the potential of being. I don't want to compare Zinger and Rick to Goldberg, but he was like potentially on the road to being another Goldberg and they just sort of stopped pushing them. And mm. I don't know why. So I would pick Wardlow to win here, but I can't put anything past AEW at this point. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Wardlow's going to win. And I do agree. They did kind of uh, allow the momentum to, uh, to kind of die down a little bit that they had with him. Um, you know, there, there was a couple of options they had to take. And I guess they, they went with the sort of mid card thing. Um because I guess they had other plans for 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 the top of the card, and then again, this situation we also have Samoa Joe. To, don't forget, is the current Ring of Honor Television Champion. Yeah. Uh, so there's two titles. You know, there's only one title on the line in this match, but there are two champions in this match. Um, so again, kind of complicating things needlessly. Um, I would like for Ring of Honor to get its own TV program at some point, even if it's just a YouTube thing. Uh, I don't. I think Tony Khan has the means to to do that himself um maybe maybe you record you know uh a ring of, maybe you record a, two hours of ring of honor tv prior to to dynamite or something like that you know um i don't know i think there are ways around it i think he's he's you know he's waiting for that tv deal but i think there are ways to sort of pull the trigger on that a little bit earlier and show show some of the networks what you're capable of um and get these ring of honor titles defended on an actual ring of honor tv show and not on aw tv where everything's getting watered down like we said yeah, well, we'll talk about the ROH championship in a minute here. Uh, mm. It's maybe perhaps ironic that there are four people in this match, uh, none of whom are currently or have actively been on the ROH roster. Uh, so that'll be very interesting. Uh, Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy in a steel cage match. I'm going with Jungle Boy on this one. Um, I don't know how much I love the split here, but I do believe Jungle Boy needs to kind of do his own thing as long as they follow through on his push. If they if they move him in the right direction and they make him, he was pegged to be one of the four pillars. And I feel like I haven't really been invested in whatever he's doing lately. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of been got lost. So I'm going with Jungle Boy here, but I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done with him. Yeah, I don't think they ever should have split these two up, really. I think they were, it seemed like they were a bit of a cash cow, right? It seemed like kids really loved them. Um, they had they had that kind of family appeal. Um you know boy and his dinosaur um mm-hmm. so yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not as invested as this in this as i should be considering i like both guys a lot well and the split didn't make a lot of sense to me either it was a lot of flip-flopping and christian sort of had luchasaurus in his ear and then he was kind of good again and then he was bad again and it was just it didn't feel like i, I couldn't quite understand the narrative and the storyline as to what was going on there um so yeah it, it feels i don't know if they rushed it or if they just didn't think it through when they pulled the trigger on splitting these two guys up uh but i'm with you i I think Jungle Boy could have been um, a really, really big 
star with Luchasaurus kind of as his sidekick, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't do that. Uh, Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose for the AEW TBS championship. Mm. Is Cargill going to lose here? I don't see her losing yet. Do you? Nope, not at all. Yeah, it seems like a foregone conclusion. I guess um, I guess Nyla's as good a, 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 you know, an opponent as anyone on the roster at the moment. Um, don't. I, I I like Nyla. I like what she's doing. I find her entertaining, but I'm not buying her as a formidable um, opponent for Cargill. But yeah, I, you know, again, I, there aren't really many, many people on the roster who are. So yeah. Yeah. Three years ago when AEW first started, Nyla Rose was that person. Yeah. Um, not now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think Jade Cargill's just too important and you've built this streak up. You've built this dominance up. You can't really throw it away for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. That ROH championship match. We we're talking about Chris Jericho, Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, Sammy Guevara for the mm-hmm. ROH championship. Uh, Castagnoli picks up a big win over Jericho on dynamite. Uh, I usually think that's probably a sign that he will not win the right. match at the pay-per-view. It's typically how this sort of thing goes down. And that was a tag match, right? It was, uh, Danielson and Castagnoli versus Jericho and Guevara right. uh, in the opening match, which was, you know, which was solid. Um, yeah, I can. Yeah. So I get, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would imagine Jericho retains here. I think that the, I still don't really get the point of Jericho's RH title run. Like, I mean, so these, two, so Danielson and, and Castagnoli do have history of ring of honor, right? They are Danielson's a former ring of honor champion from like, 2006 like back back in the day uh when when ring of honor was really really cooking castelloni never had a title run during that original ring of honor days but he we, he did hold the title briefly earlier this year um but he was on he was um, he was a member of of the rh roster uh during its sort of heyday if you will um so yeah these two guys do have some some ring of honor pedigree danielson and castelloni guevara and jericho do not guevara i think has uh ring of honor i could see him fitting in on a on a ring of honor ro- a roster like you know 15 years ago mm-hmm. uh the, the current sammy Guerrero 15 years ago i could see him kind of fitting in there um jericho's just never really had any ring of honor affiliation uh i i i i understand the the you know the idea between put, trying to add some prestige to that title and and make keep the title relevant by putting it on someone as as uh you know famous and and legendary and a veteran like chris jericho but um it's just not really doing anything for me no yeah it doesn't i i i think why they did it was they wanted to put some name recognition behind the title but Mm. i think you probably would have been better and this is why i'm going to pick brian danielson for this match Mm. i i think you would have been better putting the title around somebody who's got both that name recognition and the history with our yeah Mm-hmm. Um, so why you chose Jericho, who is about, you know, he's so mainstream. It's almost damaging to the ROH yeah. brand mm-hmm. when you put a title around his waist, because he immediately, and he did it immediately. He discounted the credibility and the importance of that title. Yeah. Right? And he did it on purpose. Like he yeah. specifically said that this is not, you know, it had like almost like no desire to really have it and just what like it just was a weird fit and i don't know yeah. why you did it danielson is you know synonymous with roh's history so i would put that belt around his waist for sure yeah i mean there are no as far as i'm aware chris jericho is the only ring of honor champion to have appeared on the masked singer 
Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was revealed last night yeah. uh, as we record this, which was the most obvious thing in the world. If you were a wrestling fan and you watched that show, if you happen to be in that small group of people who do both, mm-hmm. uh, you, you saw Jericho in the most obvious reveal ever. Uh, it was an, a hideous job of pretending to have a British accent and try to hide the fact that he sounds exactly like Chris Jericho. <laughs> like, There's just no... There was no getting around it. The only reason you didn't know is because you don't watch wrestling. And if you right. didn't watch wrestling, you're like, who the hell is Chris Jericho? Yeah. And even but, then you might have seen him on some, you know, on, uh, you know, the last drive in or so. Or, or yeah. It was on dancing with the stars on. at one point. Yeah, he's yeah. done some movies. He, you know, did some other things. So, I mean, he's not like he's not recognizable. He probably do like who you could maybe put a face to something like who's that guy. All right. Yeah. 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 But you need to be a wrestling fan to really point out his voice. Probably. Hmm. Uh, Death Triangle versus the Elite for the AEW Trios Championships. Mm. I think this is going to be a great match. Mm-hmm. I have to say, though, I thought it was insanely idiotic that this mm. is how you revealed that match. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday's Dynamite, Death Triangle picks up a win. And then in a screen capture that is on whatever you call their big screen, it is revealed with the whole like the blipping thing that we've been seeing on AEW Dynamite recently with these three disappearing. They've now reappeared and they're part of the match. Why did AEW not have them on that show? Like, why would you not reveal it by having them come out and getting a massive pop? Like, I get why you're telling people they're going to be on the pay-per-view because you want people to buy the pay-per-view. I totally understand that. But why would you not? Like, did, am I missing something? Were they not around? Were they yeah, not I mean, available? It could be that they're still suspended. You know, that it could be as simple as that. Obviously, that's kind of arbitrary and Tony Khan can unsuspend them whenever he wants, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it could just be that they're still suspended or um other yeah but other than that i i get it it would have been good to have a sort of run in and have a pop and just be like hey the elites here and give that dynamite crowd get that dynamite dynamite crowd pump in and get the the momentum going before the pay-per-view um yeah it was a little bit weird a little bit lackluster but you know um i guess they just wanted to i just wanted to sh- save the dramatic and ent- you know kenny loves his dramatic entrances so maybe we'll see we'll see something like that yeah. on uh, on saturday just having him walk out on the stage and just stare them down would have been enough for me, yeah. right? The pop, the crowd would have popped huge. And there's another thing that we're going to talk about here in a minute that I was shocked by when I watched Dynamite 2. I was like, what is that? Why would they do that? But we'll get there in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you picking for this one? I, I, do you think Elite is going to get a title run right after a suspension? Um, or do you kind of have to give it to them and, and you know say, okay, these guys are back. It's a big deal um that yeah i never really thought about that that's a, i haven't really thought about where i think this one's gonna go actually um good question yeah i i imagine death triangle will retain uh, i think the elite may have to um work their way back into aw's good books um mm-hmm. so yeah i think maybe it'll be a little while before they get a tight run but you never know man aw constantly surprises you uh tony khan just could just say f it i'm putting the titles back on the elite putting them back where they were the beginning you know they were the first ever AEW trios champions their reign lasted less than what less than two days or something but you know yeah uh yeah so yeah um yeah i'm gonna i i reckon death triangle could could will probably retain but i'm not i'm not positive on that well if the elite wins here i'm gonna take that as a signal that people in AEW don't hold them responsible for what happened Mm, right if they're if they're doing that they're saying look we suspended them for optics reasons, but this was not on them, right? And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. here you go. You sat it out. You didn't say anything. You played ball while we dealt with this. Here's the title run that you should have had. 
Uh, mm. That's probably what, if that happens, that's how I'm going to look at it. But, you know, you never know. Uh, Soraya, Britt Baker, uh, I think this is probably maybe outside of Moxley and MJF. This might be the match I think has the biggest marquee appeal on this pay-per-view for me. I think mm. Soraya coming back is a big deal uh, that she's able to wrestle is big news. Britt Baker is probably the top female star in that women's division on AEW's roster. I would assume Soraya wins here. I don't know how you bring her back for her first match and don't have her win, but I am looking forward to seeing how this match goes down. Like what yeah. does Soraya look like? You know, how does she wrestle? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah, Brit, Brit's going to have, I mean, it's it's a tough job for Brit, right? Because she has to kind of, I'm not saying she has to carry Soraya because I don't think Soraya is a, is a wrestler who will ever need carrying, but she is a bit, she's, you know, she hasn't wrestled for five years. She also is carrying a, an injury. So I think that limits them to, to an extent. Um, so, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued and very excited. I'm not, in, I'm not expecting like a banger, but I could see them pulling, pulling that out of the bag somehow. Um, so, yeah, I am excited to see this match and looking forward to seeing, you know, these two people, as far as I know, have never, I, 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 yeah, I can't. Yeah, they, I, they've never wrestled each other before. I'm gonna, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm gonna go ahead and stick my neck out and say that's true. Since, um, since, since Soraya was in WWE before Brit, Brit started wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, right now it's you know Brit Baker's one of the, you know, I think maybe the worm turned on her a little bit this year, but she was one of the the hottest female talents in the world of professional wrestling. Um. For, for the last couple of years and you know Soraya's uh, it's a comeback story so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah I have a feeling this match has the potential to be either a total train wreck and a disaster or maybe one of the better matches on the card like I mm. I could see fans being like oh I did this is awesome chance come out uh pretty clearly halfway through the belt like it has that potential right. because people will be surprised if Soraya is healthy she's good to go she looks like she hasn't missed a beat but Baker's mm-hmm. a gamer like she's she's able to to do a lot of really cool stuff and she's mm. willing to go all the way to the edge uh, when it comes to what she'll do physical, like physically. So I think it could be good, but if they don't have the chemistry and Sarah does not look like she's hundred percent, I think it could be a total mess. Um, the acclaimed versus swerve in our glory for the AEW tag team championships. I'm thinking the acclaimed here because I don't know why you would stop the momentum. They are currently quite over. Um, they're on the poster for the upcoming London show there. I, I think AEW's got their chips all in on these two, um, including Billy Gunn. So, uh, I would assume that they would get the win here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be silly to have them lose, uh, lose this match. Um, and yeah, I guess this is the, you know, the rubber match, right? I guess they're one, one at the moment, these, um, on pay-per-views, these guys. So yeah, I expect the acclaim to retain they're over as, as anything and then yeah they they deserve they deserve to um they deserve a sort of lengthy title reign yeah tony storm uh versus jamie hater this was that other segment i talked about on dynamite that i was like what are they doing like so tony storm picks up a win um she's kind of celebrating and then jamie hater the music hits um she's got her entourage with this she storms straight down to the ring hops into the announcer's like oh she's coming she's you know full steam ahead she walks right up to tony storm and then just sort of says something that no one can hear and then walks away mm. i was like what <laughs> like there's no they don't have a stare down really like it's not really like a stare down they don't really fight they don't mm-hmm. have any real whatever 
it's just like they built this thing up like this was going to really go down and get messy and then they were just sort of like half friendly and she walked out of the ring it was weird mm-hmm. it just, yeah I, mean, it could I didn't be a understand time, it yeah it could be a time constraint thing or something or yeah i don't know i mean those two uh they know each other pretty well so yeah i don't know i, I yeah it's uh yeah, it was, it was just weird. a weird, like even Britt Baker, when she walked down and following her, like walked with a purpose, like she was walking into that ring and whatever. It was almost like, you know, when you've got a bunch of schoolyard kids getting ready for a fight, they're all talking a big game. Nobody ever fights anything. And then they walk away all tough. Like they did something. It's like, what happened there? Nothing really happened. Mm. What are you guys bragging about? Like they're just, mm. you walk down, you, you look like you were going to do something. You didn't do nothing. And then mm-hmm. you walked away all tough. Like it was some big thing. And I was like, mm. this is a weird build. Like, yeah, I, I didn't quite understand it, but. Um, I'm going to probably go with Tony storm here. Um, you know, as far as retaining the title goes, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super into this whole interim AEW women's championship thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go Tony storm too. Um, I, I think hate is, hate is great and she's pretty popular, but, um, yeah, I don't think it's quite time to, uh, to strap, strap any, any titles on her just yet, but yeah, I and- agree. John Moxley versus MJF for the AEW championship. Uh, I might be going on the limb saying this, but I'm going MJF. I think this might be his time to get it. Mm. I think that they want to push him as, I mean, he's kind of playing the baby face role by getting rid of his own entourage and sending them packing in a number of times, but it could also be a swerve. Like I really don't know what MJ is up to, but I do know that they've already sort of missed the boat on him once or twice in terms of timing. And I don't know that you want to do that again. So I think MJF's probably going to win it here. But that's a, I'm going, I might be going on a limb with this one because Moxley seems to be the AEW guy. He's the face of the company. They're, they've decided that everything else they've tried in the last year or two has not really panned out very well for them. But Moxley seems to be the stable guy that, you know, you can rely on to, to hold that title. Um, I'm going MJF. I don't, I, I don't know how comfortable I am with it, but that's who I'm going with. Yeah, I could see it happening. Mox, we know Moxie's been out of vacation for for a couple months now, um, so I, I re- this is again. I, I know I do this a lot, but it's I think it's probably a sign of probably a sign of good booking that I can't really tell. Um, but yeah, I'll stick my neck out. I'll just say MJF. Why not? I'll just manifest it since I kind of want it to happen. Why not? Yeah, I want it to happen if they they plan to let. What do you want? Do you want an MJF heel champion? Or you want an MJF babyface champion? Mm, I prefer a heel champ, honestly, but yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah, who uh, I don't know who his next opponent would be if he does win and he becomes the the heel. I think you would have had a really good case to build that with Wardlow, but I think they've missed that opportunity. So I, I really don't know what they will do with that one. It should be an interesting card. Like the card looks good, looks strong, looks like there's a lot of good matches on there. Um, I don't know. It feels like it's sort of been like a slow, sloppy buildup, but. I believe the pay-per-view will probably be pretty good. What do you expect? Yeah, I expect it to be solid. They normally pull out, their pay-per-views are normally um normally very enjoyable. Um they've got a pretty good hit rate when it comes to to pay-per-views. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This feels like one that doesn't have a lot of surprises lined up though. Usually AEW pay-per-views, you almost always expect there's going to be some shocking reveal of some kind. Mm-hmm. Somebody I don't get that vibe around this pay-per-view. Well, I just... I know we could we could see Sasha Banks at some point, you know. Let's just, yeah. just start just putting that into well, the atmosphere. although all the trademarks WWE just did. Uh that's got a lot more people leaning towards the bank's return in WWE. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you will never know. Speaking of WWE, let's very quickly before we close the show here talk a little bit about Survivor Series uh, war games, what they've got lined up so far. Officially, 
I think it's only the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Shotzi and Ronda Rousey and the women's war game match that features Bianca Belair, Oscar, Alexa Bliss, and now Mia Yim, or Michi as they're calling her, on the show. And Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eosky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley has been added to that team. So I guess, I don't know, is the men's match official? Have they made that official? They're going to do that on Friday, you think? Because um, the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre versus the Bloodline is what they're teasing. Well, yeah. oh, we also know that AJ Styles and Finn Balor is now officially singles match, but right, yeah. um, I don't know. Do we know if the men's weird. war games match is official yet? It's not. I don't, as far as I know, it's not official yet, but yeah, I imagine that would get announced on Friday. Right. Um, and yeah, the bloodline brawling brutes, that'd be good. Yeah. I think that's going to be a great match. Like what we are hearing was that Kevin Owens was pegged to be the final member of the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre team, but he's just suffered an injury recently at a house show when wrestling Austin theory. So Mm. he looks like he's not going to be on the card. Now that is possible. (laughs) It could still change. Maybe they work it in. And normally I was going to say on a survivor series pay-per-view, you could hide an injury pretty well because you have these mixed tag matches where, you know, like in the past, like Seth Rollins just got on his knees and took a pin and he left. Like you can hide that, but not in a war games format, probably. Yeah, coming in one at a time and having to stay in like maybe Owens comes in last, but even then it's a pretty physical match. So I don't know if he's got a bad injury. I don't imagine he'll be part of that team. Right. Who, and who I, you yeah, would I, bring gonna, in? I don't know. That's, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I don't know who to bring in, really. Um, well, here, here would be the, the idea I would love. And I don't even know if he's still employed with WWE because he was gone for a while and then he was back. Is Drake Finley, Maverick oh, is Finley <laughs> part of WWE's producing team now? Uh, no, good question. I don't know. Wouldn't he be wait. awesome? He would be well, yeah. a total fit with the brawling brutes. He would be a huge. I mean, it's going to go back a few years to remember what he did, but he's exactly the fit with brawling oh, brutes. Well, yeah, he's the he's the he's the prototype for it for a lot of what they're doing right now. You know, there's no, I don't think it's controversial to say that they're you know Seamus and and Pete Dunne that they're, they're heavily influenced by fit. I I mean, British and Irish wrestling is mm-hmm. uh, he's he's his his influence can't be understated uh, at, at all. Um, yeah, it would be good if they, you know, if they don't, they maybe they can bring David Finley in, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I said as a joke, I said Drake Maverick, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but that would be fun too. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I mean, I would love to see Fit Finley in there. I and he could still go. I guarantee it. He can still go. Right, like he's doing training with people. He's constantly probably working out. I'm sure he would. I don't think that's what's going to happen by any means. Don't don't get me wrong. If I say that, that doesn't mean I think that's going to happen. But I sure would love to see it. I think it would be awesome. I don't know who they're going to pick for yeah, a fifth person. And I'm, trying to, I'm trying to run through, you know, if they were going to go for Kevin Owens, then I guess that uh, it would be cool if it was a, a British or Irish wrestler. Just yeah, sort of for that's kind of what I'm thinking. Right? Yeah, and there's, yeah. I'm trying to run through like who they have. And they're all, the, what, you, there's a few in NXT that are a little bit tied up, right? You've got Zach Gibson, James Drake. They're kind of busy doing their uh schism thing mm-hmm. like um, mcdonough or whatever would yeah, he yeah jd mcdonough who's not the most sort of uh a popular person with with fans right. but yeah he's he's another another shout there um yeah it would probably be balor if he wasn't tied up with the with the aj style situation i don't know they've got i, I think there are options there um maybe maybe they will bring someone up from nxt not necessarily a british person but maybe um Maybe they use this as a as a um, as a way to bring up not bring him up, but as a showcase for um for Bron Breaker, you know, uh, something like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think the whoever the fifth member is probably won't fit the team theme, which I used to love about Survivor Series. There's always kind of a team theme going on with all these 
groups, which they've long since gotten rid of. But mm. that sure sure would be the thing that I would. Sami Zayn's the obvious fit on the other side. Uh, mm. He hasn't been on TV in a while, which I already missed. It's just been two weeks, and I'm kind of like, man, I miss Sami Zayn. Oh, what about Nakamura for? Uh, yeah, for the yeah, yeah for the yeah, the you could guy. make it work, right? I mean, there's the whole international thing is an option, right? Like when you're looking at wrestling groups or teams or whatever, there's always that like, oh. okay, there's the North American wrestlers and there's everybody else. And yeah, so yeah. you can kind of do that and it right. works. Uh, I don't know that he's a natural fit, but he may be more of a fit than someone like. I actually just thought of a perfect person and I don't, this. I, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. It would be so sick if it did happen. But they, you know, they they what if they leave it to the last minute and it's like a mystery partner and just and Wade Barrett just stands up at the booth. Oh, that'd be great. Takes off his take rips off his suit and gets in gets in that cage. Oh, come on, give me that. That would be good. That <laughs> that, would and be he would good. be the perfect fit, fit right? Drew McIntyre, Wade yeah. Barrett, Sheamus, they all kind of came up together. They all trained together in the UK. Um, yeah, I, I mean that would be great. And I, I don't I don't I don't he hasn't wrestled for a long time, but you know, I'd like him to get back in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I think I, I don't know for sure. I think he's teased it a couple times. I think he's probably said more often than not that he's not really looking at doing that. But uh, I don't think he's ruled out, you know, anything like that. So that'd be cool. Like I, it's almost a good fit as fit fit Finley for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I like those two options the best. I don't see either one probably happening, but I certainly do like them as choices. Uh, as far as the other men's match goes. Um, I guess that's probably the only one that would be, you know, a war games match. Yeah. I, I am a little surprised getting... that oh, the Valor and AJ Styles thing was not turned into a survivor series match. Yeah. That's what I was. That's yeah. But yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. A mixed, a mixed tag survivor series match with Rhea Ripley and Mia Yin yeah. in, in, in the fray. Yeah. I don't know why they, uh, why they didn't do that. So now we're just going to have gallows Anderson and Mia Yim at ringside and priest and Mysterio and Ripley and, uh yeah i don't know find something for those guys to do i guess i guess with styles and ballet you can almost guarantee it's going to be a banger but yeah yeah no it'll be a good match i just think you've got all these people there why not Mm -hmm. have them involved it just makes way more sense to do that uh as far as the women's match goes shotty and ronda rousey i don't expect much out of this i don't think it's going to be a a wonderful match by any means the thing that i might be most disappointed with is that shotty's facing Shayna Baszler on Friday, which I don't think is going to bode well for Shayna Baszler because you need mm-hmm. to build Shotzi up towards that match with Ronda. Mm-hmm. So I assume that Shotzi's going to pick up some sort of surprise win, you know, where like where Shayna's beating the crap out of her and working limbs and doing all, and then she gets a quick pin or she gets a surprise victory or whatever. And I hate that idea simply because I think finally you've got Shayna and Ronda working together, and I think this is great for Shayna. But if you haven't lose a real quick match to a challenger that has no one no possible way of defeating ronda rousey i don't think that's good for baszler but yeah i think that's the build-up they're going with but mm. I, I, I was a little surprised that Shotzi got that title run out of it but that said i don't know who you would have picked out of that whatever it was six-pack mm. challenge mm-hmm. that they had last week there's no real legit challenger for ronda if you don't bring in someone like sasha or charlotte or you know, even Becky, right? Mm-hmm, Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, what else do we expect to see, though, at Survivor Series? I mean, the match card isn't really built yet, but there's got to be. Are they going to throw a couple more just Survivor Series themed teams together, do you think? Um, I don't know about that. I think they might just be focused on the War Games element and maybe, yeah, and maybe we're not going to get any actual traditional Survivor Series matches. Um, 
yeah what else i'm not sure maybe maybe some nxt stuff um yeah but hard, hard to say really i mean there's a whole lot of the roster that isn't you know spoken for when it comes to the pay-per-view yet like you've got you've got riddle you've got all these people who are kicking around weekly and right, are not Rollin, really... rollins lashley yeah Lesnar, uh yeah there's there's uh braun Strowman, omas we've got some yeah there's there's definitely a few more matches to come. like i would assume a triple threat with austin theory seth rollins and bobby lashley's probably making some sense after what we just saw on monday but you never know right we'll we'll have to see they're they're leaving it pretty quick like they've got mm. just oh, under two weeks before this paper yeah. so it'll be interesting anyway i'm looking forward to uh full gear on uh saturday for mm-hmm. anybody in AEW who isn't sure what day that pay-per-view is on on saturday uh it should be good and then survivor series i'm looking forward to as well i just want to let people know before we close off here too by the way and i don't know if you even know norman i am holding a webinar on monday night for anybody who likes sports content like wrestling hockey baseball football basketball if you're a sports writer and you think hey i like podcasting i like writing i see what you guys do all the time how do i get into that i'm actually hosting a webinar on monday night so i want to invite anybody who's listening to the show right now to attend if they'd like to i'll put that uh in the description on the link and everything else you can check it out but you can go to sportssidehustle.com if you're interested in finding out more about the webinar on monday night I just hope people attend and, and check it out because it's kind of fun doing what we do. Mm, I like talking exciting. about wrestling. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very exciting. Awesome. Well, Norman, I appreciate it. Thank you for doing that. Uh, we're going to close things off and everybody else, please do uh, download, subscribe, share this with your friends, family, uh, anybody who likes wrestling, uh, check it out and go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review because that super helps us out anytime. Uh, Norman, thank you for everybody else. Thank you. Another edition of the Sports Show brought to you by the sports.com. Take care, everybody. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.